0: It's the Nothing But BS Podcast. And now, here's Brian and Scott. We are live on the Nothing But BS Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Scott. And we are talking about a list of things you should endeavor to do before you kick it.
1: (laughs) I don't know why I think that's so funny. I don't know why I Uh, thought that was a great title. But before no, we dive about- into this, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you smash that like button, love button, whatever emoji you want to do. Drop a like, comment, whatever. Hit the share button. Um, we're streaming live on Facebook first. And then if you're listening to the recording uh, on via Facebook or whatever platform we're on, feel free to share. We're starting to get some good following now. Um, but yeah, now that those formalities are the way, out of the way, drop a drop a comment where you're coming in from. And um, yeah, let's kick this off. So we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about uh, bucket lists.
0: Bucket lists, man. The crap you should try to endeavor to get done before you die, right? What's up, Joe M. Espinoza? What's up, Michelle? Good to see you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Yeah. Things, things that, that uh, everyone should aspire to do before they kick it, right? Or
1: not your choice. Whatever. Well,
0: you know you know how it is. Um, but no, yeah. I mean, look, I'm excited about this topic because we talk about personal development all the time, but like literally what's the point, right? So if you get to like, you know, Gandhi like self-awareness, but you don't do anything with it, what's the point? It's true. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those that I, I feel like awareness is a good way to put it. Um, but it's, you know, it, I'm trying to figure out how to how to phrase this here, but it's it's one of those that you. I, I feel like the most uh, the most centered people or the most fulfilled people are always con- continually trying to spread their their word, their knowledge, their 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 wealth, not just fiscally, but their wealth with others. Right, and they've lived the most fulfilled life. And so, when it comes to like bucket list items, and I was reading an article not too long ago that talked about how when we're younger, it's tends to be more materialistic, right? Everyone yeah. wants the, yeah. like, oh, I want to, you know, a Lambo or a Ferrari, or I want the million dollar house. And then as you grow older, and I can speak to this because you know I'm late twenties, almost almost thirty, and can speak to that where it's like
0: old wise soul you know i'm just saying
1: transition (laughs) to where now i I could care less about materialistic things and i know it probably doesn't happen more more often than not as early as for me but i could care less now about materialistic things it's more about the experience or what i'm passing on to when it comes to like what i fulfill like what i feel fulfilled with as far as goals before i kick the bucket you know
0: yeah yeah no I, I agree with you and and I think what happens is and, and by the way it's remarkable how you know you 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 think when you're 30 that you're so much wiser than when you're 20 and then when you're 40 you realize that you were still a dumbass when you were 30 and I can only imagine that when I get to 50 I'll realize that I was still a dumbass when I was 40 <laughs> right um, but you, but you are correct. I think that the the the, sh, the the focus begins to shift because you realize that you've never seen a hearse on the way to the cemetery with a U-Haul behind it, right? Yeah. You can't take it with you, guys. You can't take it with you when you go, right? Yep. So your legacy, what you, the mark you leave on the world, is the amount of lives that you touch. And here's another interesting tidbit: your kids don't need it. So don't fool yourself in thinking you're amassing all this wealth because you got to pass it down to your kids. If they can't survive on their own, you failed as a parent already. Don't make it worse by saving all your money when you could have had a good time while you were here. Right? You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Say it louder for the people in the back. I think you might have offended a couple of people on that
0: one. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm being facetious, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, if you've done a good job and you have poured into your kids, like they're going to create their own lives. They're going to, they're going to create their own success. They don't need your wealth to survive. Right. And I think we realize this as we start to get older and we realize that the mark we're making on the world is how many lives that we touch through sharing of our knowledge or or charity or just, you know, these types of things that make a difference in the world. How many
1: lives are you touching? That's the real question, you know? Right, absolutely. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. And, you know, I, I know it's one of those, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where, you know, our podcast needs a little bit more conflict, but one of those, I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be like, no, I a hundred percent disagree with that. No, you're an idiot. That's that's not, that's not how it works. But um, yeah, I I agree with you. 100%. It's, and that's where I want to go back a little bit where you were talking about how, when you were, you were in your thirties, you're like, man, I was an idiot in my twenties. I still think I'm an idiot. I just, (laughs) from when I would a decade ago, to where I am now. And I can't imagine what I'm going to think 10 years from now. I'm still probably going to be an idiot, but the, uh, the, the amount of that's, that's, that's my goal too, is like just the impact that I can have and just the small amount of life experience I'm able to have. If, if people can learn from my mistakes from me learning from others, then that that's, that's what matters. Right. And yeah. the experiences to be able to help them push forward to whatever is valuable to them.
0: That's I think right. it, you know, that's right.
1: So let's jump into
0: it, man. Uh, some things that people ought to endeavor to do before they're gone. And these, by the way, these are just our opinions, okay? You guys might have an entirely different bucket list, and that's okay. It doesn't mean you have to agree with us here. But I just think that there's some things that people should strive to do. And, and and here's my lead in, Scott. And then we can kind of go back and forth as we go here. Here's my lead in. I think everybody should write a book before they're dead.
1: I hate writing. <laughs>
0: Well, here's why I think everybody should write a book. Number one, because I think everybody's got a book in them. I think everybody has a book in them. I think everybody has a a history that's unique or a life lesson or a philosophy or a uh, experience that's unique or something that they've lived through, gone through, conquered, overcome, witnessed. Everybody's got a book in them. Everybody. And I think everybody should write their book. And here's why. Not to get rich because you're not going to get rich writing a book. By the way, it's going to cost you money to write a book because publishing a book is not cheap and no one's going to publish you. You are not Stephen King. So (laughs) you're going to have to self-publish yourself, (laughs) which means it's going to cost you a few thousand bucks. And then you're going to have to have a few books printed and this sort of thing. So it's going to cost some money. But here's why I say it's a worthwhile investment and everybody should do it. You should write a book because of the person you will become in the process of writing it. Okay. Right. It's not about getting rich. It's not about selling a bazillion copies. It's not about getting famous. It's the introspection and the reflection that you have to have upon your own life to effectively write a book will transform who you are as a human. Now, I'm talking about nonfiction books, obviously, right? Okay, you want to write right. you know, children's books or stories about a, a bunny that goes to Mexico or something. Okay, that's on you, but-
1: You're talking but like you're, memoirs or something. Yeah,
0: like. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm talking about a nonfiction book here. And if you do that, I'm telling you, it will transform who you are as a person by your writing it. I believe that's true.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Um, you know, I know actually quite a few people that are writing books or have written books and obviously you being one of them. Mm -hmm. and go check out, you know, the, what, what, what's your title, Brian? Breaking the no barrier, breaking the no barrier. Yeah. Where where can you find that book at? (laughs)
0: you can actually get it on Amazon. Actually, there's no hard copies on Amazon right now because I'm sold out, but you can still get it on Amazon. Kindle. You can still get it on iBooks, uh, Apple, Apple books. You can still, you know, you can still find the digital copy of it. It's called breaking the no barrier. Um, And there, there is one other person that has a a title breaking the no barrier on Amazon. Don't confuse us. It's the one by Brian McIntosh that has the jet on the front. Um, Not to be confused. Somebody ganked, somebody ganked my, uh, my, my title. So figure out where they live and go choke them out or something. (laughs) (laughs) For all I know, he published it first. I don't know, but, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I think everybody, I think everybody should write a book. Everybody, everybody's got a book in them and everybody should do it. And I'll I'll tell you why I did it. Everybody asked me like, why did you write a book? I wrote it. I wrote it from an autobiographical perspective. And here was the reason why, and this is kind of an interesting story. So I don't really know anything about either one of my grandfathers. They both died when I was so young that I never really knew them. I might've known them when I was three, four years old, maybe, but I wouldn't remember, obviously, right? Right. So I was so young. And then once they were gone, we never really talked about what they did for a living, what their life philosophies were, what kind of person they were, what they believed in, what their value systems were. Like, I never got any of that, right? Right. And so I knew nothing about my grandfathers, either one of them, really. Um, right. and, and if any of my family are watching, like, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying, this is how it is. It's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> right. But my thought was when my kids grow up and they start having kids and I'm passed away and I'm long gone, I would love it if my grandkids and my great grandkids at least understood what kind of person I was and what I stood for. Sure. What my value systems were. Right. Because maybe just maybe I'm screwed up and they can learn from that and go, yeah, that Mm -hmm. guy was all messed up. We don't want to do that. Right. Or maybe they get off track somewhere and they by reading my book, they go, oh, I, you know, this helps them pull back in and recenter their, you know, their, their compass, their gyro to true north again. Um, Which that makes sense. I don't know. But but I would love for my great grandkids to be able to go, oh, yeah, my grandfather was a you know, my great grandfather was a a top gun pilot back when, you know, airplanes had gasoline engines and, uh, you know, (laughs) they they, didn't fly themselves. Yeah, they didn't fly back when actual human beings had to be in them to make them fly, you know. Right. And they can talk about that stuff and they can say, oh, he believed in, you know, making people tell, you no and going after what you want. And they would never know that stuff maybe potentially they might if I make a big enough impression on my kids they might but
1: it's potentially they wouldn't but now it's in writing man stop yeah it's document. that's incredible. that's awesome yeah and so item number one is write a book or write a book do item it. number two so for me I I feel like every wait, 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 wait.
0: before you go there can I caveat that real quick yeah don't get a ghostwriter. don't be stupid Right. Don't it? don't like, yeah, some people have ghostwriters. They're like they, they go to they go to somebody, they're like, Hey, I want you to write a book for me. And they uh, sit down on the couch and they tell them like their life story, and then the person takes notes and then goes off and writes a book for them. Don't do that. That's not what I mean. Right. Gotcha. Write your own book. Write gotcha. it. Word for word, your words. Write it. Sorry. I didn't know that existed. Yeah. Ghostwriters. Hmm, I bought this house from a guy that was a ghostwriter.
1: Interesting. Made interesting. a bunch of money too. Wow. Item number two for me, my, my opinion is everybody should at least once in their one time in their life, whether it's as an occupation or voluntarily do something that's bigger than yourself, meaning like do a missions trip, or if you're working in a profession, like for example, like, um, not necessarily medical field, but a public service job right? Whether that's like going to a health or or a food kit, like a soup kitchen, whether that's working at the goodwill, working, you know, doing something larger than yourself to be able to put things into perspective for how good you have it. And, or, you know, how, like, how good life is. Um, Whether that's, you know, I know there's a lot of people that do missions trips, doing something like that, that is outside of yourself, bigger than yourself. That that to me is uh, something that I feel like everybody on this planet should experience.
0: That's brilliant, man. That's brilliant. And I think what you're talking about is gratitude. Yeah, right? When you go somewhere and you help build a well for a town that hasn't had fresh water within 3 miles for the last or 50 a school, years or a home. Or school or kids yeah. or yeah, or a church, build a church somewhere or something you begin to realize how good you really have it and you start looking at your own life through a new lens of gratitude that's going to bring a lot more blessings your way i think that's brilliant
1: yeah and then it again it, it makes it and i think as as you go get older and if you do that those sort of things it it just puts into perspective how little the materialistic things actually mean yeah like you said because you've never had a you've never seen a u-haul behind a you know a, on on the way to a graveyard right? So that's that's one thing that, that that I truly hold near and dear to my heart that I feel like everybody should do. Um, and it doesn't have to be mission trip capacity, right? Volunteering at a soup kitchen, going to a, like working at a, a goodwill part-time, like volunteering your time for the good or betterment of others.
0: Do do some meals on wheels. Yeah, go. 100%. There's so many different things you can do. You know, one of the things that, that we used to do and I don't remember if we did it through the school or if we did it through uh, Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts, or, but we used to go and read stories to elderly people that were in elderly care facilities. Yeah. And just go be a part of that. Like when I was a little kid, we used to do this. We used to go in there and you just sit down and just read them stories, right? From a book that was obviously age appropriate, but something they wanted to hear about. Yeah. And they were just tickled to be in the presence of of young people that are full of energy and life and telling them a good story. And, and, you know, I, and I did that a number of different times and it it had an impact on me as a, as a, as a, as a youth, you know, like realizing that, Hey man, at some point I'm going to, I'm going to really wish somebody would spend some quality time with me.
1: Right. And you'd be surprised how much you can learn about yourself by doing something like that too. Yeah. Right. And, um, learn about yourself, but learn from others, you know, like there's a lot of there, there's a lot of tidbits that, you know, you can learn from other people, like when it comes to like serving others, uh, obviously, I you know, I do consider the military as one of those types of things because mm-hmm. you're putting your wants and needs aside, like that doesn't matter what you want. That's <laughs> like right. You're that's doing right. what you're told. That's uh, right.
0: Essentially, it, like for a cause that's bigger than you, whether you believe right. in it or you don't.
1: Right. That's right. Say, same thing with law enforcement, same thing with, you know, medical industry, like there's uh, so many different things. And because I, I feel like so many people get caught up in the rat race of life where yeah. they either, once they finish school, they, they get their, they get their job, they go into a career field of you know, that they're pursuing or whatnot. And then they just do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And they just get so encapsulated in themselves or their life where it's like, Hey, step back and realize that there's a whole other world out there that you don't even realize exists mm-hmm. to be able to put it into perspective. So Yeah. And I, and two. I think
0: it's not a, it's not a different bucket list item, but I think it can be maybe a modification or a spin on that same bucket list item, which is go to a third world country sometime. Right. And even if you're going, <laughs> I know this is going to sound really bad, but even if you're going like on vacation, like, like my wife and I went to Jamaica for our honeymoon. And I remember thinking, oh, I got, oh we're going to Jamaica, you know, resorts and beaches and Jamaica. Outside of the resorts, trees. a whole and- different life. Yeah, I mean, I was like, woo. So we land in Kingston or wherever the airport was. And, you know, we're like all excited. Like, yeah, we land and they have their own little private reception area for the American tourists that are going to the resort they have there. and They have champagne and fruit all waiting for you. And I'm like, oh, Jamaica's amazing. And they're like, yeah, we got to get in this bus and drive to the resort. It's about a two and a half hour drive, but we're going to stop halfway there. And they got a little convenience store and you can get a drink or you can do this. You can do that. We're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. And we start driving on this bus through Jamaica and I'm seeing on the sides of the hills that line the roads on both sides like literally corrugated metal like propped up and kind of like bolted together and you know or like an old railroad car with like a corrugated metal door attached to it and stuff and I'm I'm talking to the driver because we were sitting right up front in the bus and I'm talking to the driver and I said oh this you know this this must be where you know like like a poor part of of jamaica you know well actually i think how it started with i said hey are these homeless people and he goes no these are their homes and i'm like what i go they they live like that he goes yeah i go no running water no he goes no i said oh well this must be like a a, a poor part of jamaica he goes bro this is jamaica yeah, <laughs> this is the, the the he's like, you're yeah. going to a rich resort designed for rich tourists. This is how the rest of the country lives. Yep. And I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, like, like it was just very eye opening, you know, that we in this country, especially and this is going to ruffle some feathers, but I guess I'm in that kind of mood tonight. The poorest of our poor in this country are wealthy by the rest of the world standards. 100%. I mean maybe not maybe not the entire Not the rest world, of
1: the world but yeah but the majority,
0: a majority of the world would view our poorest of poor and I'm not talking about the mentally ill or the homeless like just stay with me here okay don't fly off on a tangent I'm talking about people that 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 have a place to live but they're considered below the poverty line in this country would be considered wealthy by almost every other country's standards
1: facts yeah
0: Absolutely. Know, and, and and so and what I'll, I'll
1: even go as far to say a lot of our homeless have it good too. like a lot, a lot of homeless that I because I live in downtown San Diego and I see homeless people. I see the same, a lot of the same homeless people when I take my dogs out on walks and stuff like that. A lot of them have iPhones or not iPhones, but like smartphones, mm-hmm. like from, you know, whatever plan they have, whether it's cricket or whatever, you know, who, who knows, but mm-hmm. they have smartphones. Mm-hmm. They... They, they have meals every single day. Like I see them with food every single day, whether mm-hmm. like, and so like that, that's, that's the average style of life in the majority of the countries that I've been to, like that are third world countries.
0: Yeah. The average person lives. The like average that. person.
1: That's yeah. what I'm saying is like, so even our homeless people, I think a lot of them have a that are
0: that that's as high a standard of living, if not higher, than than the average person right. in these countries we're talking about. That's right. Yeah. So traveling, so traveling to some of these countries and seeing this stuff again gives you some perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's hard to complain that your high speed internet is out. Oh my god! After you've just come back oh from gosh. you know traveling to a place like that, and you realize that these people don't have running water.
1: I've seen I- kids fighting over water bottles. Yeah, Uh, yeah, you know, and so like, it's like, complain to me again, how, how life, how hard life is when from your (laughs) AC computer, like,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, look, we live in we live in a world in this country where you can go to any tap anywhere in any public restroom in anywhere you go in this country and turn on the water and it's fresh potable water for the most part. Well, maybe you're hanging out in some places I don't know about, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like, like yeah, yeah. seriously, like if you didn't have water, you could go into a public restroom and go to the sink and fill up a water bottle and it's potable water. Yeah. You know, that's, that's something that would just make people's heads explode in a lot of other countries in the world. So we have it really good. And, 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 and going to other, some of those other places, I think can open your eyes to that. And I think that falls in line with what you're saying, be a part of something bigger than yourself. Go do something that opens your eyes to those experiences.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So we had number one being writing a book. Yes. Write a book, nonfiction, right? Nonfiction. Yeah. Your experiences or something that you've taken away, whether that is, and then two is being, doing something bigger than yourself. Yep or whether it's a profession, whether it's volunteering, whether whatever it is, number Mm -hmm. three is traveling out to a third world country. And that was actually going to be one of mine was, was traveling outside of your bubble. (laughs) Yeah. 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 What I've noticed here is that, and I'm going to hit on this, and this is going to be a tangent here, but this, this cancel culture BS going on in the U S right now is, and I'm going to ruffle feathers here, but I don't care. Like it needs to be said is like this cancel culture BS people, people are so complacent and because they don't realize how good they actually have it Mm -hmm. where they're entitled, entitled the entitlement where it's like, you know, I uh, I'm offended by Dr. Seuss or Pepe Le Pew or whatever it is. And it's like, then don't look at it. Then don't Don't look at it. it. Don't watch it. You don't have to cancel it for everybody else, but there's people that get killed For different views in other parts of the world, yeah. Like, get off your high horse. Stop with the entitlement. If you don't like it, don't watch it. That's right. That's right. And and
0: and, and how pompous and arrogant is it? Excuse me for saying so. Don't how pompous and arrogant is it for me to say something offends me? So none of you should be allowed to view it. Yes. Yes. Right. Like, wait a minute. If it offends you, don't watch. Don't listen. Find something else to do. That's right. But don't take it away from me because it doesn't bother me one bit.
1: That's right. And then they turn around and they applaud and, and I'm taking shots here, but whatever, we're going down this road. Let's full send here. That's how I do things. <laughs> full send. <laughs> you know me, Brian. Everyone that watched me that knows me knows me. I don't do anything small. Uh, here so, comes the pain. <laughs> <laughs> ruffling feathers here. And because I feel like a lot of people think it, just don't say it. Is – that you have this cancel culture BS, and because of things being offensive, but then you have Meg The Stallion and Cardi B that were on what was it the, the the Grammy whatever the award show they were on a couple nights ago, talking about their you know wet aps, and I'm not yeah. going to say those were those mm-hmm. two words. Don't want to get yeah. But, and that's a whole and those that's two, those whole two singers, those two artists are idolized. Yeah, that's and a wholesome family program. Role models. Yeah, what's that? That's that's a
0: wholesome family program. <laughs> good. WAP. Lord. WAP on national television is perfectly acceptable. Pepe Le Pew, That's got to go. That's, that's got to go. go. And and you know what's really what's really shameful about that is that there is a elite class that is telling us what should or should not be canceled. I, I, look, free speech in this country is is one of the most fundamental rights we have and well, the ability the, to, the, the ability to speak your mind whether it pisses somebody off or not is 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 one of most our most you know sacred rights yeah and and Cardi B and her whatever they have as much right to put that crap on TV as 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 anybody else has 100% and and as much as I disagree with The principle behind it, I think it's vulgar and and I don't necessarily want my kids seeing it. I'm not going to try to cancel them. But I'm not going to try to prevent you from watching it if you want to. That's called your basic human right. Knock yourself out. And if if there's an audience for it, they can make money from it. Great. That's their right to do that. Right. Yep. But I'm not going to say, well, look, I'm offended by Cardi B. So none of you should be allowed to see it. Right. Because that's called arrogance to a degree that I can't even wrap my head around.
1: Oh my gosh. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. You know? And so that's why, you know, I like when we're, it, it's a bringing it back full circle, getting outside of your bubble to experience how good you have it. If you live in the United States, yeah, right? Because we have viewership here, you know, we have it in Australia, Sweden, Indonesia, Philippines, you, like we actually are pretty well global right now, but if you are in the United States, get outside of the United States. Yeah. travel or at a
0: minimum just get out of your socioeconomic of your bubble
1: yes and go
0: and go you know go travel to cities <laughs> and areas like if you're from the country and all you've
1: ever done is live in the country go stay in the city for a week that's right? why i live moved downtown yeah because my whole my whole background has been rural suburban like my whole life at that growing up but dude you I, were north you were northern california that's kind of like country light it's mm-hmm. like diet country duh <laughs> All my all my Delta folks here, if you're tuning in, talk about Delta life. I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing
0: you, man. But you know what I mean. But no, but you're yeah. right. Like, like, look, if you're from the Northeast, for example, right? and that's the only place you've ever lived, and it's the only place you've ever grown up, go spend a week in California. Go spend a week in Southern Louisiana. Yep. And then go home. You know, and, 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 but but don't do it. Don't be judgy while you're doing yeah. it do open. it to find out how do other people really live and what are other cultures, you know, like I say cultures, but you know what I mean? Like other well, areas of the country live because every- yeah, I mean, how do they, how do they think, how do they operate? You know, one of the things that, I talked, so I'm from, I'm from the South. I'm from Southern Alabama and there's a lot of misconceptions about the deep South. Right. And and there's people that literally think that everybody in the deep South is, is racist and (laughs) yeah. And backwards and backwards and all that stuff. Right. And I actually talked to somebody who's from California who actually believed that. And then in the Navy, they, they had an opportunity to be stationed in Pensacola, Florida for two years. And when i talked to him after that they said you know i because i had no idea man he goes the people in the south are the nicest people you'll ever meet no matter what your skin color no matter what background race religion creed doesn't matter they're the most welcoming and polite and hospitable people you'll ever meet and i and he goes and i never knew that because all i knew was the cliche of you know the redneck you know cut off t-shirt mullet having high top Reebok wearing Metallica listening four-wheel drive truck driving tobacco spitting racists in the south and I'm like (laughs) yeah it's not all that way you know like surprise surprise
1: there's good people everywhere you go and there's POS's everywhere you go that's right (laughs) that's right and believe it or not, there's there's people like that in all fifty states.
0: You are darn right, brother. <laughs> hey, listen, you think there's not rednecks in New York? Go to up, go to upstate New York and look around. That's right. <laughs>
1: that's, that's right. Go to Redding, man. California. Go to Redding, yeah. California. You'll you'll find some. So no disrespect on Redding, yeah. but
0: the same is true. I mean, if you're from you know if you're from Mobile, Alabama, where I was born, and that's you been your whole life, go to New York City for a week. Take a vacation. Go to Chicago.
1: As a as the country folk would say, see how them city slickers kick it. You know. That's right. <laughs>
0: That's right. No, but I just mean you know, expand your expand, expand your,
1: your understanding horizon. of the world around you. Why not? Widen the blinders. You know, what open I mean? your aperture. Yep.
0: 100%. Why not?
1: Why not? You That's, know. And and on a grander scale, like you said, do it internationally. Right. See how other cultures live. How how other people have it. Uh, we don't have any
0: hate mail in the comments yet, by the way, on Facebook, but they're coming.
1: Yeah, Josh Gr- Joshua Green. Thanks, brother. Loving this, this loving I'm this sub- you, subject, guys. The, the death threats are coming. <laughs> I don't care. Come after me, guys. I, Send I, it. I, I, Send I, it. I welcome it. I welcome yeah. it. Please. So here I have a
0: number four uh, bucket list item, something yep. I think everyone should do, and I'm going to get a lot of moans and groans. I'm going to be like, oh, uh. I'm going to get a lot of moans and groans on this one. But here's what I say: start a business. Everybody before they're dead should start a business. Ooh, Get involved in some kind of business. I don't care if it's a lemonade stand, a tree cutting business, making baskets, uh, you know, for gifts, start some kind of online business, sell your stuff on eBay, join a network marketing company. Um, it doesn't mean you have to go out and buy a subway franchise. That's not what I mean. I just mean no. start and run a business. And here's why I say that. Because most of us will go through our entire lives never really knowing what it's like to be our own boss.
1: Yeah. And, and, I, and when, I'm going I'm to look at it from a more, uh, a more cynical aspect, is most people don't know what it's like to fail at that either. Yeah. Well, 90, yeah. 95 to 90% of people, 97% of people will fail. That's right. It isn't. That's just That's the right. statistics. That's right. But to be able to dust yourself off and learn from those experiences. Mm -hmm. That, that, that's a whole lesson in and of itself.
0: Well, the reason why I say everybody should own a business at some point, and I think network marketing, by the way we've talked about this before, I think that's a great venue to do that in because you can do it without a lot of, well, you can do it without a lot of exposure, right? You can join and build a network marketing company without like literally hanging your cheese out in the wind. I mean, you know, you're not, you're not going to risk your life savings. You're not going to risk, you know, all of that. You're going to risk some time and you're going to risk, perhaps some, um, I guess, reputation if you do it wrong, right? If you're not coachable and doing it all wrong, but you're not going to risk your life savings. You're not going to put your family in financial hardship doing that, that kind of a business. But I think everybody should run a business. And and here's the, here's the reason why I say that, because when you are your own boss, you suddenly begin to learn a lot about your own self-discipline, sense of self-worth, motivation, drive, right? You begin to learn a lot about yourself. Yep. And when you're your own boss, you, you know, suddenly there's nobody telling you what to do. And, and you, you begin to realize like, you know what? I'm kind of lazy. <laughs> you know? And then you kind of wake up to that and you decide to make a change and do something about that. Or, you know, you say, you know what? I don't, I don't lack a lot of organizational skill. I can't really manage my time very well. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, you realize that about yourself and you go to work to fix it. So I think owning your own business for, for at least a period of time and give yourself, by the way, two years, right? Commit to two years of this. So you have some time to go through the personal growth. uh, No, screw that. I'll say four. Yeah. Okay.
1: I'll I'll buy that. Most people spend four years of their life in college to, uh, to try to get an entry level job somewhere. So spend four year four years of your life. Investing into a business to better yourself. Do it, man. And I don't care what you do. I challenge screw four years, two years, go four. Yeah, go four. Why not go four? Make it a college education. You know, we
0: go through our lives and we go through education and we consider like college to be like formal education, but there's all kinds of education. 100%. I mean, a failed relationship is an education. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, didn't you learn some things about what what to do and what not to do in a relationship if you failed in a relationship? Brian, I'm sitting right here.
1: (laughs) I'm sitting right here.
0: Why are you talking about me? Like, I'm not sitting right here. (laughs) I'm
1: sitting right here, Brian. That's rude.
0: (laughs) But you know what I mean? Uh, You know, starting and running a business will teach you about you. Yes. And it will expose you to yourself because look, it's easy to show up for work every day when the boss says thou shalt report or you're fired.
1: Right, and you're not getting that paycheck.
0: Right, it's easy to, to, to get that report turned in on time when, when if you don't do it, your job could be in jeopardy and your lifestyle could be in jeopardy, right? It, it, I, I shouldn't say it's easy, but you know what I mean? It, but if you're the only thing holding you accountable to you, you begin to learn a lot about who you really are
1: that's right. And and I can attest that cuz I started my entrepreneurship journey in network marketing. And now I'm on number business number 2 traditional side. Yeah. And that is a product based company as well. So that's even oh my gosh. If And you're learning a lot in that oh deal too. Oh my gosh, aren't you? I'm learning a lot. Yeah. And yeah. because and I and so I agree with you the network marketing thing 100% if you're just trying to dip your toes in the water hundred percent good way to start. But yeah, like the amount of money that I've invested in, in to get my, my company off the ground uh, with the product based company is like, fortunately I have the, I have the funds to do so, but it would make most people shudder. And not only that, like not even talking about the product side, but talking about like the licensing fees that I need to pay, the, the franchise tax, the, all these other things, and so not to talk about money, but like the deadlines too, that are on those things mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, if you don't, if, if you don't pay those, you, you get fined even more or you, so it's like, you, I have a calendar that where it's like, all right, I'm, no one's, no one's holding me accountable. Like no one's going to be like, Oh, Scott, don't forget to pay you the IRS. And no one's going to set your alarm for you. No, nope. well, you got to get up this morning.
0: Cause you got to get that report turned into the city. Otherwise you're not going to get that license you need.
1: Yep. You know, so I I agree 100% because it builds a a whole nother level of accountability that I think so many people lack. Yeah. 100%. I I can agree with that. What else you got? Um, man, like the, the major ones that I really wanted to hit on, we we've, we've touched on, um, I would say something for me and this goes with the whole traveling thing is, um, try to uh, actually no. it we we've hit the major things that i wanted to hit because you know i we were t- I, we did a assignment because I'm, I'm going to school full-time now mm-hmm. we did we did an assignment in one of my classes where it was you know we get to know your peers and i had two two classmates that are both 18 and 19 so fresh out of high school yeah going to, and and we'll you know, to get to know them, I asked the question, you know, what, if you could, what, if you could have anything right now, what would, what what could you, what would you want? And one of them was a million dollars. So like the whole materialistic thing, um, set, I I will say this actually, no, forget it. Bucket list item. If there's something that you truly, truly want, go out and figure out a way. Don't ask yourself if it's a, if it's a price item, don't ask yourself, how can I afford, uh, you know, this costs too much or I can't afford this, ask yourself how you can afford it and figure out a way to make it happen.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think you and I are on the same page with this one. Mine was going to be, one of mine was going to be, um, if there's something that you love to do, you love to do woodworking, you love to do gardening, you love to make music, you love to... I don't know, pick something, right? If there's, you love to play golf. I don't know if there's something you just, you just love to do, man. It just lights your fire. You would do it all day, every day. If you could, you know, find a way to get paid to do it. Yeah. I would say as a bucket list item, find a way to get paid to do it. Because if you can find a way to get paid to do those things, then here's what's remarkable. You're never going to work another day in your life. (laughs) right? I mean, I say that. You may not be able to turn it into a full-time income, but like if woodworking is your thing, right? Find a way to, to, to create great woodworking projects and sell them on eBay or offer up or whatever you do. So you create a side gig, a side hustle, which also checks another box that we just talked about, which yep. was start a business, right? Yep. But by doing this, well, here's what's going to happen. You're going to find a way to pour your passion into something. And what's remarkable is when you pour your passion into something, you're really good at it yep. and you may find that it becomes your primary. Right. And if you do transition to that being your primary, then you will never work another day in your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to shout out to Joshua Green real quick. He said, have Brian take me up in the F-18 and do barrel rolls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brother, they wouldn't let me back in
1: an F-18 today if I paid them. <laughs> I'm going to take a shot right here. Would you fit fit in an F-18 again? <laughs>
0: Ouch. shoot! That's blow blow. just mean. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're making fat jokes right now. I got it. I'm with you.
1: I'm, I'm tracking that I'm too. I'm, I'm getting just so fat you know, too.
0: I've lost ten pounds in the last sixty days. Just
1: so you know. Congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. I only got about forty more to go, but that's not really the point. <laughs> the point is, you've lost the ten. You're, that means you're twenty percent closer to your goal. That's right. That's right.
0: And and it's it's a lifestyle change for me at this point. Yes. But yeah, I think um, I think finding something that you're passionate about that 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 lights your fire and find a way yeah. to monetize it. Mm-hmm. Even if we it can. just becomes a little side hustle, it's what you do on the weekends, it makes you an extra 50 bucks a week or something. Who cares?
1: Who cares? And and, and this and, and I, I'm gonna touch on this too because and this isn't to be greedy, just to make extra money, but to be able to share it it, it goes back to making that impact, right? Yeah. To where if it's woodworking, right? Being able to create things and you're monetizing it because one of the things you should never, if you're good at something, never do it for free. That's mm-hmm. something I learned very, very early on. And so if you're good at woodworking, selling that woodwork, so someone, people can appreciate it, yeah. right? Um, same thing with making music, whether or, or, you know, whatever it is, being able to monetize it because that's, it's, that's bringing value to the workplace. People are placing a dollar amount on the, the value that it brings. Yeah. So that so it's not about the money at that point, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with that or not. But no, I do.
0: I do. Um go ahead. No, I have I have two more bucket lists, actually.
1: <laughs> Gosh, someone came I, prepared. Well, I'm 46, you,
0: dude. I've had a lot more time to think about death than you. Okay. That, that's true. So so I come to the table with some more ideas, but here's one. Get before you die and and sooner rather than later, get some kind of vocational certification degree or license. Ooh. Get a real estate license, get a general contractor's license, get a plumbing license, get an electrician's license, get... Um, a, a welder's certificate or whatever you need to do welding legitimately, right? I'm get actually s-
1: gonna I'm actually gonna start learning how to weld. My buddy that owns a fab shop is gonna get, teach me. I'm get
0: some a- kind of vocational or, or or I mean, I don't I'm not sure the word I'm looking for. Like, get an insurance license. Get get a stockbroker's license or get a uh you know a, a what do they That's call those? trade. Some, like some sort of trade, some sort of trade or, or even, but not even necessarily a trade, like a vocational trade, but, but it could be a, an SEC license, right. To, to trade stocks and bonds or whatever. And here's the reason why I say to do that because if the world comes crashing to a halt, you lose your job, your, you know, business fails. Like what, If you've got a plumber's license, you can go plumb.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you've got a general contractor's license, you can go general contract <laughs> if you have a real estate license you can go help people oh. buy and sell real estate you it, It's your ticket to create your own income and rescue yourself right yeah. if, if you you know if you get a real estate license and never do anything with it, fine, but renew it every four years and keep it up to date because if you get laid off from your job, heaven forbid if you get downsized, if we have a i don 't know a global pandemic and you find yourself without a job. <laughs> You can go buy and sell real estate and make money. Yeah. You could, you could, it's a way to take charge of your life, your financial life. It's a way to, it's like a safety net, it's like a backstop. It's like, I know no matter what, I can always go out and do this because I have the license, I have the ticket to ride to do it.
1: And, and, you know, like being able to look at it from my lens, right? Because obviously, you know, I'm a little bit younger than you, but looking at it from my lens and being able to listen to what you're saying is it ties into a lot of things that we're, we're already going over is, you know, when it comes to getting, whether it's vocational, whether just having, getting qualified in a a skill that you are not right now currently using, right. Mm -hmm. Is you're going to be able to see how another lifestyle lives, Mm -hmm. right. To where, like for me, like from my buddy that owns a fab shop, learning how to weld, being able to get into the perspective of the person that's teaching me how to weld, what drove them to this, what their background was, how they live, like how they're living, like all of these things that I wouldn't have otherwise gotten, right? Same thing with real estate, right? If, you know, being able to converse with clients, understanding what their needs are, what their background is, all these things to where it's, it's making it bigger than yourself yeah, as well. Yeah. So, I, sorry, that's just me tying it together. And no, no,
0: but I-, I, I agree with you, and and I'll tell you something else too. And I believe this about <clears throat> vocational degrees or or certifications, right? Like, right. you know, plumbers, electricians, you know, skilled labor, right, is what they call it, right? I believe in in I believe this, <laughs> I believe this wholeheartedly. And I and I, so I was having this conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about this, and I said the plumbers, the electricians, the welders. These people in 20 years are going to be the doctors and lawyers of 30 years ago. 30 years ago, your doctors and your lawyers were the highest paid people in the country, and everybody wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer because they could demand any price they wanted to. Now you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a doctor or a lawyer in the head with it, right? But, right. If, you're a, but if you're a skilled and talented and responsible plumber, electrician, welder, those guys are so few and far between now. In 20 years, you'll be able to demand your price. Yeah, I'll come weld you a new fence,
1: 350 an hour yeah. labor plus materials. And you'll well, get it. It's, it's get getting it. to that point. It's getting to that point. Like talking to my buddy who owns the fab shop and I've gone to a couple other ones. The rate that I found here in San Diego, here in San Diego, that is, their, their hourly rate, the valuation on their time has been anywhere between $100 to $150 an hour. Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's attorney
1: money. That's that's right now. Currently 2021. That's that's lawyer money. And I'll tell you this. They are busy, busy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's lawyer money, guys. Like, like, you know, well, I'll put it this way. So I I live in a, I live in a a nice neighborhood and and I'm, I'm proud of where I live. Okay. I own a real estate firm and I'm a published author and I have a successful network marketing business. And, you know, you know, I've I've been able to accomplish a lot and I'm very blessed. Thank you, Lord, that that this has happened for me. I live in a pretty nice neighborhood here in in San Diego, right? My neighbor across the street who lives in a house just as awesome as mine, lives on a lot, just as big as mine. He drives a truck just as big and cool as mine Is a welder. (laughs) Now, and and by the way, I'm not saying that anybody should be surprised by that. No. But, but what I'm saying is that in today's world, man, people look down on vocational, you know, like, like, oh, well, if you can't, if you can't go to college, then you can always just get a vocational degree. You know? Hey, guess what, man? The welder across the street's making 250 K a year. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> like, I mean, so I'm just saying, I think that, everybody should get some kind of um some kind of of license or certification. degree or certification yep. that allows you to be your own boss if it comes to that.
1: Man, I like that. I'm going to write that one down uh, for myself. Now, it's a safety net, man.
0: It's something to fall back on. I I actually you know, I have a real estate license, right? But I'm considering getting a general contractor's license. Why not? Yeah. I'm pretty handy, yeah. right? Yeah. And then if I and then if I've you know if if real estate's slow, I can always go you know build a deck for somebody or put up a retaining wall or
1: do something do something fun you know. Hey, once I get my once I get my welding certification, then we, we got something here. Well, we'll still, you know what, what I'm mean? saying? Like, like yeah. So
0: we I got, got one. That. I got one more, but I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave the floor to you in case you have one.
1: Oh man, uh, I I you I you you got me on this with the the age and knowledge and wisdom. like, (laughs) And that's not me calling you old. Not at all. That's not a shot.
0: It's just time to reflect on I'm getting close to dying and there's a lot of things I haven't done yet. Um, (laughs) Here's my last one. No matter what you do uh, before you're dead, sooner rather than later, play a competitive sport. Ooh,
1: yeah. I would agree with that.
0: If you've never done it, if you've never done it, play a competitive sport. Listen, you can join a senior softball league. You can join the over 50 five softball league and go play softball with people your own age. So you don't get killed by somebody like Scott. We're not going to do that. Right, Brian. We're not do that. <laughs> yeah. So you don't get killed by somebody like Scott who hits a line drive at your head. My point is that, that like you can go play soccer. They have senior leagues. I went, uh, my daughter had a soccer tournament and we were at her soccer tournament and there was all kinds of leagues that were playing there. And they had an over 55 men's soccer league out there. And these guys were killing it, man. They were all all over the field, man. They were running, they were doing, they were, I mean, I say go play a competitive sport if you've never done it for any number of reasons. And I don't care if you're 23, you can join a softball team. You can join a soccer league. You can join whatever. You can join a tennis club. I don't care. Play a competitive sport because number one, you need the exercise. (laughs) You need to get out of the house and move around and get the blood flowing. Okay. But two, it teaches you about you
1: yeah and, oh, and
0: you'll see this is a recurring theme for me right is is, is a lot of this is self exploration but playing yeah. a competitive sport teaches you a lot about who you are
1: i agree and and you know for those people that are like well i'm just not athletic well get out of your comfort zone and go try that's right change change you're not a tree you can move yeah
0: i love that i had a mentor one time who was like you know, he was, he was talking about coaching a team and he was saying, you guys have to get enthusiastic. You have to get passionate. And the lady in the front goes, well, I don't know if I can get passionate. He looked right at her and he goes, change. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bravo. <laughs> yeah. Start that slow clap. Yeah. Yeah. Change, change. Yeah. You know, but no, I, I think playing a competitive sport is so, it, it just be, it's just so cool, man. It, 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 there's so many lessons to be taken away. It teaches you about who you are. It teaches you to be competitive, but supportive. It teaches you sportsmanship. It teaches you how to deal with failure and defeat. It teaches it, it can keep Problem you healthy. Solving. Problem, Problem solving. Problem solving. Problem solving. Especially if it's a team sport, right? Yeah. It teaches you teamwork. It teaches you humility. It teaches you so much great stuff. Yeah, you know, go play a competitive sport. Do it That's now. Right. Don't
1: wait. And I'll say this because we we did our softball league. That was so much fun.
0: That was a blast. I look I not had every that much Friday fun night.
1: Of, yeah, it, and that was it. It you know it was it was competitive to an extent, right? Sure. I mean, we still had uh, people still won and lost, and there were still playoffs and whatnot. But and I still I've pulled my sp- I still pulled my
0: quad, so we still had sports injuries. <laughs> or when i rolled my
1: ankle right
0: <laughs> dude nothing, nothing's funnier than watching watching old people play softball in slow motion and still leave the field with injuries <laughs> are you calling me old no i'm, I'm calling old. me old dude okay <laughs> you and ryan were ripping around the bases where the rest of us were like doo
1: <laughs> wasn't that slow no no you, you <laughs> You're, you're like you're like a freight. You know what I mean? You're like freight. You, you, it's slow to get moving. And once it gets moving, it's moving, baby. There's no stopping it.
0: That's uh, awesome. Yes. Play play a competitive sport. And Russ just said the market pays you for the value you bring to the world. And I think that's true.
1: 100%. And
0: I think that's why I, I'm so, you know, most of the bucket list items that I have are about You know, doing things that help you grow and become a bigger, more well-rounded, more self-aware kind of person because the more you do that, the more value you'll be able to bring to the marketplace, the more people you'll be able to bless, the more lives you'll be able to touch, the more impact you'll make on the world. And you opened this segment up perfectly, Scott, when you said, it's not about the money, it's about the difference you make in the world. That's right. And you're going to make a bigger difference if you're a bigger person. I actually have,
1: up. I have one, I have one more. So we right, wrap it up. I know we're, we're full sin. I'm here is um, understand a religion. Yeah. It's a good one. Whether, whether it's Christianity, Catholicism, Judaism, you know, um, uh, Buddhism, Muslim, Buddhism doesn't matter. Research a religion. Yeah. Because a lot of the teachings are very similar a lot of the and it's and it's all about being bigger than yourself. Yeah. Um so research a religion because I know there's a lot of atheists out there, there's a lot of people that don't believe in, you know, me for example, I'm I'm Christian, so I believe in God, but understanding religion. Yeah. Outside I, of your own. If you are I, I religious, th- understanding another religion.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that's great. I think that's beautiful because you're right understanding like researching learning about and understanding a religion is not the same as subscribing to it It doesn't mean you have to become a believer yep but understanding a religion might help you to a greater degree understand why people are believers yes and it helps you to learn to deal with people and it helps you learn to understand the human psyche and and that sort of thing and you may find that although the religion you're researching and learning may not be the one but you may find through that journey that you do want to find a religion that that you do believe in and you may find that you research others and eventually come to some sort of faith um, i think that's beautiful but if nothing else it's just a great education on understanding people and cultures
1: and communication you know what i mean like yeah. because if you know what if you know what faith based they are then you know how to be able to communicate if they if they're truly you know devout to that re- religion
0: that's right. That's and right.
1: Noah can make them tick. Right.
0: That's a really good one, man. That's a really good one. And I, I would I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trail us off with one last final thought. It's not really a bucket list item. Um, it's just kind of a general philosophy, but I, I I'll put it in the bucket list discussion because I think before each of us passes from this world, we should learn to make this part of our personal philosophy. And it's seek to understand before you seek to judge. Yes. Right. I mean, it's not really a bucket list item. It's not like something you go do, but I think it's a philosophy that, that is not, it's not, you can't just snap your fingers and go, okay, from now on, I'm the kind of person that seeks to understand. Now you got to work on it. You know, you got to work on it because I think all of us are kind of brought up almost, you know, out of the gate to be kind of judgmental. And well, if you don't agree with me or your thoughts aren't the same as mine, or you don't think like I do, then you must be some kind of messed up person. Um, and i would say seek to understand before you seek to judge meaning before you jump to judgment really take the time to find out why does this person believe this way where are they coming from what's their background what's their what 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 experiential lens do they view the world through that might lead them to believe this way and it allows you to further understand other people and again Absolutely allows you to build those deeper, more meaningful relationships, touch more lives, bring more value, all of that. It's all about self-exploration.
1: Right. And and on that, so it's it's one of those, because seek to understand before you judge is <clears throat> huge to me because one of my least favorite sayings in the world stems from the military, which is perception is reality. That's judging before you understand, right? Because your perception is your reality, not the other person's, mm-hmm. right? So if you're judging immediately, that's that that's percept that's your perception, which means that your reality doesn't make the make it the other person's. Yeah. You don't know what they were trying to convey, what they were trying to, how they were trying to come across, what their message was. Yeah. So, stop for a second. Make it bigger than yourself. Try yeah. to understand where they were coming from, and to from their perception yeah. before judging right away Yeah, that's
0: right or even i mean even if you just find yourself in a not an altercation not like a fisticuffs <laughs> but i mean you know just like you know if somebody says something to you and they're snarky or they're you know rude and your initial reaction is to be like you know you know yeah. like, like screw you buddy you know you're a jerk and all that like instead you know take a step back and just ask yourself like what might they have been going through in that moment what 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 kind of crazy bad day might they have already been having like Maybe, maybe they've had a bad experience in the past with, you know, this current situation that they're in or whatever the case is. I mean, just, just, just seek to understand, just try to, try to see things from the other perspective before you immediately jump to they're wrong and I'm right.
1: And Lord knows I have a lot to work on with that one because I, (laughs) there's a lot of times where I, man, I lose it quick, Yeah, lose it quick because it's, you know, and, you know, I, but that's that's a that's a story for another time. <laughs> that's called
0: that's called being in your 20s, Scott.
1: Well, also, you know, it's there's a lot of other other events that have happened that most most 20 year old, most late 20s would not react the way. Yeah, I yeah.
0: I, I, there, you, you got a lot of you got a lot of experiences under your belt that I don't think most 28, 29 year olds can go. Yeah, I've been there. I've done that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You know, wanting to punch out a back window of a car because they almost hit me and my dogs and just immediately snapping to like, you're an a-hole. <laughs> oh, man. Um yeah but this was a good this was a good
0: chat hey, listen if you guys do me a favor put in the comments if the if you if you, this was a good show if you enjoyed this would love to hear your comments your thoughts if you've got a bucket list item man let's hear it right put it in the comments yep. what do you think people should do before they before they get on to whatever's next you know what what should they what should they try to work on for their life um and we'd love to hear from that if you disagree with us too we're always open to that love a little healthy discussion there and i would ask again like scott mentioned in the very beginning of the episode give me a like give me a share give me a like give me a share like it share it mash the button mash it like it if you hated it then mash the dislike i don't care but mash something <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll say this just a shout out to joe russ josh uh green and josh wagner for uh interacting with us guys tonight uh, we really appreciate it
0: yeah, you guys are awesome. Thanks for all the love, Joe. I appreciate that, man. Thanks, uh, Mr. Wagner, uh, affectionately known as Wag. Um, thanks, brother. Appreciate that. Yeah, just just throw in the likes, guys, and listen, share this stuff. If if you think this can touch people's lives, man, share us on Facebook. If you're listening uh, on the podcast, you know, share us on your social media. Grab this episode and share it out on your social media. Help yeah. us to build this
1: audience and touch more lives. Yeah. And so what are we going to talk about next week, Brian? Oh, great
0: question. Um, whether or not we should be drinking wine or beer
1: during the recording of these shows. <laughs> well, the only people that see us are our friends and family anyways, which they know we drink. So it's not that big a deal. No. Um, I, next week, man, what should we
0: talk? I don't know. Let's, you know what? I tell you what, drop in the comments. If you're listening on Facebook, what you think we should talk about next week. And then what we'll do Scott is over the next couple of days. We'll go through the thread. We'll look at the comments. We'll pick somebody's suggestion and we'll make that our topic next week. What do you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll, uh, yeah. So drop in the comments, guys, what you want to hear us talk about, um, or ramble on for an hour about. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. What do you guys, what do you guys want to talk about? Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you brother out there in Texas. Um, appreciate that. Joe says great show. Joe's bringing new life into the world every day, man. Working in OB. Love it.
1: Awesome. So yeah, either direct message us, whether it's myself or Brian or drop it in this chat uh, or in the comment section. Um, And yeah, we're, we're going to figure it out before next week. That's for sure. And just just know that it's, it's, we'll we'll
0: do We'll do a couple of quick Facebook lives promoting next week. I think that'll be good.
1: Yeah. And just realize that at the end of the day, next week, it's going to be nothing but BS. So. (laughs) As it is
0: every week. And guys, that's a great segue. We're out of here wrapping up for the week. Awesome segment. Scott, you were amazing as always. This is the nothing but BS podcast. I'm Brian and I'm Scott. We
1: are out of here. Later guys.